here we go. This is the Simple Joe Show podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for telling a friend. I'm inferring that you've already told one because I hope you did. And if you will with me, if you're not driving, go ahead and open up a cold one because this is going to be a great show. We have Kurt Brown in front of me. How you doing? And he has a Grateful, De- Grateful Dean shirt, I should say, for, yes, uh, for, the, for the great Dean Del Rey. Yes, and I'm sure I, I should uh, on my phone now because uh, somehow my mom got uh, she works for UPS and she got a bunch of stickers. And uh, as you can see, the side of the mini fridge is filled with Pink Floyd and Def Leppard and all the all the cool ones. So I got ACDC and I was thinking about taking a picture of the case and sending it over to Dean being like, hey, you like my case, bro? <laughs> Dean's pretty awesome. Um, he's one of the few comics that I've tried to talk like i've tried to talk to you know a handful of comics just you know being a new newer comic and and you know looking for advice and things like that and he's one of the few that have actually um responded and been really cool like he always responds he's oh yeah he's a real cool dude man yeah Yeah, well it does help that he's single and he is all for the business you know uh, he he's said not personally but uh in other people like joey diaz or uh, Rogan would say it that he has no intentions of getting married. He has no intentions of having a family. He goes, I'm married to my career and my career is comedy. And if I, if I, if I divorce this, then I'll lose everything. I'll lose all my momentum. I'll lose everything. So he's like, I can't do that right now. I can't support anything. Right. So, I mean, I give him props for, for what he's doing and, and who knows what the great guys would have done if they would have done what he did. Um, and, and just not, you know, if Bill Burr never had a family, if all the greats never had a family, who knows where they could be right now if they were just dead focused on that. Well, the guys you're mentioning are, you know, huge, obviously, but I mean, you know, Bill Burr's huge. Joey Diaz is pretty well known, but, but no, I know what you're saying though. Like, um, I, I, I definitely think the more you focus on it, Mm -hmm. you know, the better you're going to do. That's anything, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, there's just a uh, 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 female comic uh, made a post today on MCN mm-hmm. uh, about, I don't know if you're on MCN, but she made a post about, you know. Um, what, what is that? Uh, Michigan Comics Network. It's basically, oh, yeah, it's on Facebook. It's the uh, big it- network. It's like the main networking uh, site for Michigan Comics to find out where open mics are and shit like that. Show I- Get booked on showcases and shit like that. Um what kind of pisses me off about it is that you have to be on Facebook because it's a Facebook group, you know, right? which like the more I'm on Facebook, the more I hate it. Like I mm-hmm. really would, I, I would get rid of it if it weren't for comedy. I really would like Instagram and Twitter are just so much more straight to the point. But anyway, she made a post on there today about, um, you know, uh, let, let me, let me hear, you know, sound off uh, the comics who've quit their day jobs and are just strictly focusing on comedy and, there's some interesting comments on there, you know, because uh, uh-huh. I, I definitely am more along the lines of thinking, you know, that, yeah, of course, if you quit your job and focus all your time on stand up, you're going to do better. Like, uh-huh. sure, you still might not make it. but It's a gamble either way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I guess it's all just depends on what you want to do with it. Because, yeah, you know, there's no insurance in comedy and, uh-huh. 
you know, shit uh, up like until that. a certain point, you know, you're, you're right. At, you're at big J level. You're at Rogan level. You're at Bill Burr level. You're getting insurance or even hell. I mean, Delray, he's yeah. opening for Bill Burr, dude. That's, I mean, Bill Burr's selling out, you know, 5,000 seat theaters at, at right. 50 bucks a pop. So I'm sure those are pretty good paying feature acts, you know, to be featuring for Burr, man. Yeah. That must so, be yeah. nuts. Uh, but getting back to what you were saying before about, um, uh, um, uh, when you first start out and you have nothing else to do and you're just focusing on one thing, on one art, you know, whether it be writing, whether it be making music, whatever it is, when you first start out, why is it that everyone always says, oh, I liked his, his first couple specials, but his new ones are just, eh, they're not that good. Mm-hmm. Chuck Penalcott had, had kind of a cool theory about that is that when you, the more that you get entrenched into your, into your art or into your craft, the more that you're going to have a structure, you're going to have a schedule, you're going to have certain things and certain obligations that will not allow you to have idle time. And that's boredom. That's time that you just set aside just so that you're thinking of ideas, trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. When, when you're someone like Dean Del Rey, everyone goes to him as like the, the cool guy in comedy that interviews all of the bands, all of the musicians, you know, all, all the guy like, uh, the last time he had Duff McKagan on, like mm-hmm. how the hell does he have him on? It's because he has that structure. He has that foundation set in place so that guys will come to him rather than he come to other people. And that in a way hinders your creativity because it, it, it structures you. And I mean, it might be a good structure. It's the one that you paid for yourself. And if you don't want to do it, then you can just drop it off and start something new. But um, yeah, the more that you create that tunnel, the more it's like, well, I'm forming this into something. Yeah, instead totally, of totally. The more you know, the more energy you put towards something, the better outcome you're going to have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that's definitely true. You know, I I didn't know, I didn't really realize that. For I was very naive getting into getting into this whole thing, and it's been very humbling. You know. Oh, I bet. Yeah, definitely. It's it's one of the scariest things that you can do. They, what they say. Oh, that, definitely. That, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still scared to death, dude. Are you? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. See, that, that's, that's why I want to start it. And I, I've found, I've figured out that with my schedule now, cause that's kind of what I was waiting for is so that I could figure out when I could do mics. So like, uh, on Monday I could do prankus on Wednesday I can do uh ride along. Um, so there's certain shows that I, I, I can go ahead and do and, that one site that you said MCN yeah. would definitely help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to navigate and figure out what would work, what wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something you can do pretty much every night of the week. You know, it, there is, but the, but the only complication is that I work full time Yeah, and the house that you no, see right too, here, dude. I have to pay for it. So oh, this is yours. <laughs> this is all mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure whether I was coming into your parents' basement. Oh no, no, this what. is all mine. Uh-huh. Right on. Yeah. No, I, I feel you, dude. I, I own a house too, you know, so I have that. Uh, it's a pressure. You know, yeah. it, it, it can be, you know, I bought the house before I started doing this, you know, so it can definitely be burdening towards comedy mm-hmm. just as working full time can, you know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things, man, you know, um, you gotta have obligations and, and I'll definitely have to, uh, once I do my set, then I'll have to get off, talk to a few people, see a couple more sets and then leave because, that morning I'll have work again. Um, the, the, it might sound really weird, but it's it's easy to stay around 
Uh, and that's what I've been doing because I haven't done any sets. I haven't really started my whole comedy thing. But you've been going to open mics and checking them out. Oh, and yeah, kind of definitely. getting a feel for – that's whole, good, man. This whole year has been just trying to entrench myself into the whole scene, you know, and trying to get, give positive information to people, you know, talking to Bart, talking to EJ. You know, at my birthday, um, uh, May 25th, I had EJ, I had um, Ken um, – Ken Witzkall, yeah. yeah, and uh, who else? Uh, I had uh, Nick uh, Tanaglia, and then I had um, Alex Bosnovic. I mm-hmm. had all those guys, and I scheduled and I did comedy in my garage. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! So I was just trying to do that, just to be like, hey, I like comedy so much that I'm going to do it at my house. Hell yeah! Dude. You know what I mean? So I get my name out there. At the same time, they they're welcome and they're open to talk to me about stuff. At That's the same awesome. time, I was sort of a showrunner in a way because I got the whole thing together. Right. Um, so, yeah. And this is somewhat in a way of a show running because... Well, it's talking to people and any talking is going to help talking into a microphone on stage while everybody's, you know, ideally being quiet and li- just listening, right? Right. You know, any any kind of talking is going gonna, is gonna to help, you know. You're definitely, you know, say you go to an open mic to do five minutes that night you're definitely going to do better on stage. I feel like if you've had a few conversations throughout the day, you know what I mean? Mm Kind of flexed your muscle of talking, you know what I mean? Uh, I know it's just talking, but you know, there's always, you know, um, and David tell guys like David tell are big proponents of this, you know, that, that they realize that, you just got to, if, if comedy is something that's really in your blood, something that you really want to do, then you just got to try to bring the funny into every conversation you have throughout the day as right. much as possible. The more you do that, which mm-hmm. I've been focusing on that a lot more the last six months, you know, and that definitely helps considering I'm back. I, I work a seasonal job. So like I'm back to work full time now and like full time for me is like 70, 80 fucking hours. Yeah. Dude. We're talking. Yeah. I, we were trying to set this stupid, whole thing up and stupid. And Kurt was mentioning to me like, yeah, uh, if the weather is kind of shitty, then I won't be able to work. And, I never really got to the end of it. Are you like cutting lawns or no, no, no. I work for a uh, pavement maintenance company. So I, uh, what I do is I paint the lines on the parking lots for them. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So if the weather's too shitty, then can't do it today with the rain. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I said, the last two weeks have been 80 hours, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, I can see your neck's pretty uh, pretty red from us. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> out there all the time. <laughs> yep. Damn. So so in the wintertime, you just kind of chill, or do you do you have something on the side? Yeah, well, kind of both, whatever, you know. Okay, got you. As much, you. Uh, the, the, the last couple of years have been as much, you know, open mics as possible, uh-huh. you know. That's um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's always cool to hear what the comic job is. Um, so that they can allow time to do the mics and to do to uh, to go to all the things. Um, I think for for compared to a lot of them, mine's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, I think it it would also be kind of cool to have a nine to five, just because that's year round the same schedule and you can get out literally every night if you have a nine to five, right. no matter what. But then, you know, it might be hard to get like the vacation time. Like I can. You know, like this winter, I'm thinking about possibly spending a few months in New York. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, All right. nice. getting, you know, renting a room from somebody that I know, or maybe even getting a like short term lease on a little one bedroom studio and right. just fucking grinding it out, you know? Yeah. But, you know, 
like I said, it's it's one of those double edged swords. Like with my with my job, especially because I get to hit it hard as fuck for four or five months, mm-hmm. and then it's like back to work. All right, you're cut off. Like right, go right, sit right. in the corner, little boy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, the worst job in the world. The deadliest catch you ever ever watched. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they they they, uh, they go catch the the crab out in Alaska. Right, and for they, what two three months? Yeah, like, yeah, three months or something like that. Uh, in the winter time, right. when when all the crab are out and they can go, it's the time to catch because obviously if they catch too many of them and they overfish them, then there's a, a chance that there'll never be any crab up there anymore. So then they wouldn't have any revenue. So they have to have a cap on the time. And it just seems like this is just the worst job ever. They just, get fucking paid though, dude. They they do. They do. Yeah, yeah. Each deckhand usually walks away with 55, 60 grand, maybe even 70 grand. It all yeah. depends on... Right. Uh, you know how much they catch and how much, you know, they unload and all that stuff. But it just seems like the worst gig because they're smoking cigarettes all the time. And then the boss will go up. Oh, we're another 24 hour day up oh, another 24 hour day. By the time you know it, they're up for 48 hours, 30, 36 hours straight. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. That's I've done insane. It. I've done it with this job, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We worked. Um, my record is 32 Wow. Did a 32-hour shift one time. So yeah. you, are you driving it, or are you actually down? Because I've seen those. They're, it's they're, all walk. They're walk behind. Uh, so I do parking lots. So okay. roads are like a different game. Roads are trucks that, you know, are operated by multiple guys in different right. areas. Then there's the that truck. one guy that, yeah, that's down low. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy driving it, and the guy up, yeah, it's like yep. four guys. That, totally different game, though. Okay. You know, those guys can, can't work like I do because you're only allowed to drive for so long when you have a driving job like that. So you have the machine on a trailer in a truck and then you drive from each place. Yep. Okay. What do you do? Me? I'm a truck driver. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, CDL driver. Yep. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just renewed my, my license and now I can. That's a rough job, man. Oh yeah. 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 I was going to say, uh, I've had a lot of buddies that have done that. Compatible to yours, uh, I I went from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, all the way up to Cleveland, Ohio, in one day. It was a thousand. It was a thousand miles, sixteen hour day. Can't you can't even get away with that shit anymore? Though. Not anymore. Not anymore. anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was before when there right. when there, there was no restrictions. You were you were able to write it down. Right. And no, I, no, no, no. I had a buddy, um, one of my multiple buddies that have done truck driving. He used to call me, like he used to call me from the road, like, dude, Kurt. I've been up for fucking 16 hours driving this truck. I'm almost back, man. Right. Just got to talk to me. <laughs> Let's just talk for a while. I'm like, all right, dude, you know, what's up? Don't fucking kill anybody, please. Right. Um, fuck, I'm too high for this. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you are, I mean, before it was like, oh, trucker crank or, or so whatever. So we can smoke weed down here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Cool. Um, he's got it in the zip fizz container. Nice. It's, nice. Uh, this, is, uh, this is great for work, by the way. Because it doesn't oh, stink. Oh, yeah, because no one knows, yeah. Don't, dude, like... Yeah. Because you know how you burn a half a joint put it in your pocket? You fucking stink, dude. Oh, yeah. Not this thing, dude. It's airtight. There you go. It's nice. great. Nice. Yeah, the dispensaries have something similar to that. Um, but it's like a see-through green, I believe. And they have the pre-rolls in those. Right. My, my buddies get them. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's, so, but getting back to that, I, I was thinking about doing somewhat of a joke about that. Um, because when I first started truck driving... It was with a company called Snyder, and they had me do team driving. So while I'm sleeping, the other guy's driving and vice versa, so we can get to further places faster. 
and you can, you know, um, make more money and do the whole thing. So, but it was a terrible job because there were so many different drivers and I was in the truck and out of the truck with so many different people. And it was like, it's just not a good gig for the first year to get my feet wet. It was cool. But after that, I'm like, fuck this. This is just too much aggravation. I'm getting no sleep in the truck because every bump you're feeling every turn that they do or stop or whatever, you're falling all around. That's not that company. Um, with them real nice big uh i think they haul like fancy expensive cars reliable no 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 okay. um they are orange you know what i'm talking about yes uh-huh. that looks like a cushy like truck man those trucks are sweet looking that is the that um that is a good job That's to true. have yeah. um yeah uh let's see let's see let's see that, uh, hold on, I got it. that empty beer can maybe oh, okay hell yeah thanks buddy um so, but, uh, no, those, that's, that's a good job if I, if, but the thing is you have to have, um, I, I believe it's 300,000 miles, safe miles. So no hitting anyone, no accidents. Um, I'm good. Um, CDL, I can't. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so, so, but, but you have to have three years of moving cars experience. So with all of that aligned. Then you get hired after the fourth year, so it's like a lot of tape to go through. But anyway, uh, this uh, this guy that I was I was driving with was just the worst the worst in the whole experience of the job. Absolutely, the guy was probably six eight six seven, big black guy, four hundred pounds, huge. Um, he smoked, he drank, he ate anything that came in contact with him. Um, the only guy that I'm I've, sure that comes with some lovely smells. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, every time we would stop, I would be like, Hey, you want to get a shower? Like, nah, I'm good. yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, We're next- just sitting, man. <laughs> yeah. What do you need a shower for? Right. Right. Um, um, so, so he's sitting back there. The only guy, the only, only guy I've ever met in my life ever to, Go to sleep, and then at a truck stop, go out, get an entire foot-long Subway sub, bring it back, eat the entire thing, and then go back to sleep. Ugh. I've never met a guy that actually woke up to eat. That's the worst. Insane. They say that's one of the worst things you can do is eat and go lay down. You mm-hmm. know, like you're supposed to, like if you're literally that hungry and tired at the same time, then eat and sit up in the chair and fall asleep. Like it fucks your digestive system up. Uh-huh. Like it's trying to do too many things at one time. Well, well, because your digestive system is built, you're supposed to eat food and be awake and be doing things. So, and everything goes down like gravity. So, you know, you're laying on your side, like, right. yeah, right. it's not, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's just a million. St- and then there, there's one guy that, uh, he was from Boston and he had a heavy Boston accent. No one against Boston or, or the mass holes as Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg Fitzsimmons likes to call them. Even though they the just lost holes. their ass last night, like losers. <laughs> no, I don't really care. That was cool to see. Uh, I, I did watch the last couple couple hockey games there. On, yeah, Bruins. Yeah. Um, um, that was cool to see the Blues. I like hockey. I wish I could. I should get more into hockey. I've like half-assed tried to. but yeah. just... I, I bought some blades this summer. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I caught, yeah about a month ago. Never, uh, never done the, I'm not like a big, I'm not an athletic dude by any means, but I do enjoy baseball and, and hockey's cool. Uh Yeah, definitely. I, I I just recently got tickets to the Tigers game 
and uh, really, really good seats right behind home plate, big wide seats. So there were, it wasn't, it was the first floor. So, um, and there were like, I don't know if you ever see in the background, but there's these green chairs that, mm-hmm. um, it's not like VIP section, but it's uh, it's a different section, and there's like they're wider seats, and they're like yeah. made out of wood. I've been to Comerica Park a lot of times. Super yeah. comfortable, right? Um, they're they're right there, and I was just sitting there. I had maybe three or four beers in me, and it was like the seventh inning, and I was like, "This is the fucking best thing ever!" Just to go and sit down with your dad and watch a baseball game. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I, Granted, I, they were winning too, and right. it was a great day. It was a nice day. I but. miss those days. Um, but yeah, no, those seats that you're talking about, those aren't those like more expensive than the closer seats because mm-hmm. they're those big cushy chairs and you get the wait staff and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, my, those are nice. The, the guy, there's a guy that my mom works with, um, East, EA Graphics, I believe the place is called. Uh, so they do T-shirts, printed T-shirts, and he somehow knows one of the guys that's uh, on... on uh, either a coach or the lineup or whatever. So he gets great seats, um, either discount prices or, or you get to give them to him. But, um, you're checking out the, uh, the comedy wall, huh? Yeah. You got yeah. the little mini, um, Mark Ridley's comedy castle, uh, wall a little as, bit as they have in their hallway there. Yeah. Yeah. Except, pictures. Uh, except, uh, any of the signatures from any of the guys. <laughs> hey, hey, well, whatever. No, that's cool. Is that Bobby Lee in that one? picture? Yep. Bobby Lee. That's Andrew Santino. Um, Judah Freelander. Yeah, I know um, the local guys. Genius. There's um, Mark Oland, uh, Mike Jeter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark, Andrew Yang. Marcus is going to be on my uh, show coming up next week at uh, Winners. I'm having a uh, contest uh, style show. Um, nice. You might have you, you you follow the Kurt Brown Acid page, so you might have seen the flyer for the the first one I did there. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a contest style. Okay. Because um, you know I figured. If the guy's going to give me some money, I'm not going to take it all for myself because, you know, that wouldn't be fair. So, uh, so what, what is it like a tournament style? How do you, um, I do it by ballot. Um, so nine comics doing 10 minutes. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm real strict on the minutes because, you know, it's a contest. So you got to be fair. Uh And, um, I just do audience vote at the end ballot ballot style oh really wow okay yeah first place gets 75 bucks and uh second place gets 25 and uh so this will be the second contest show i'm doing there and the third show overall that i've that i'm doing there so Um, each person just does nine minutes and 10 minutes 10 minutes so uh, so each one gets the same amount of time um they can say whatever they want Mm -hmm. and then at the end i mean ideally i'm 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 you know going with comedians that I've known or heard about from the scene. You know what I mean? I'm not just picking random people right. out of the bar. Hey, come up yeah. here and see <laughs> if you can win this contest of, right, right. of stand-up comedy. Yeah, they do 10 minutes and just, yeah, the audience members uh, vote on it. I get, you know, I, I give out a ballot with everybody's name uh, uh-huh. printed on it and circle one. So what if two people are tied? Like let's say um, EJ Watson gets nine and Marcus Olin gets nine. That's funny. Then you do they s- battle? That's funny you say that because EJ actually tied with Diego Atanasio for second place uh, sure. on the on the first contest show I did. Um, so yeah, so that's that's actually that is exactly what I did. I had him do a minute each uh, afterwards, and Diego ended up getting the stronger applause at that point. I just went by applause. 
Oh, wow. So that's like a spontaneous joke that you just got to like land and that's got to be solid, you know, yeah, well, timing, the whole thing. Know, I mean, EJ's newer, but guys like Diego, I mean, he's got a minute. I mean, he's probably got... Nine years. I interviewed. I had him on the show twice. I think he's over ten years. Is he now. ten years? I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. All right. But um, yeah, he's traveled everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure uh, people on or, uh, fans of the show, if there's any, there might be two or three. Um, yeah, they they know about Diego, and I really like him. He's a cool guy. Um, yeah, yeah. But he totally. ended up winning the last time. He got second place. Lloyd Digg. Uh, Ooh, Lloyd pulled it out. Yes. Sir. No shit. Wow. So that was last year. Um, do you have the same last month? It's going to be, oh. I'm trying to shoot for a monthly thing. And so far it's been a monthly thing. So this will be the third one. So hopefully, um, if people are listening, they'll come out. Nice. Lloyd have mercy. Hopefully you can come out. Yeah. What, I, what, um, it's next been, Thursday. So it's a, what a week, week from tonight, right? It's Thursday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, week definitely. from tonight. Um, so uh, how many people? Sorry, I didn't mean to throw the self promotion in there. Random, no, no, just no. Randomly, no. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless it's all plug. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, how many people do you usually invite? Um, well, shit, I invite my whole you know Facebook friends list. Okay, so whoever who, whoever shows up, whoever gets shows equal amount of time, and that's it. Oh, you mean as far as comedy? Yeah, it's booked. Yeah. It's like booked. You know oh. what I mean? It's pre booked. Um, but usually like eight to ten people. Okay, doing right. ten minutes a piece. Nice. nice. Yeah. Not yeah. bad, not bad. Yeah, because uh, I think it was Todd Glass that was talking about that. He's like, comedy is already hard. And then they make tournament show or they make tournament um, uh, uh, sh- shows. And then it's like, it's even 10 times harder. So you think comedy's not hard enough? Okay, we're going to add this to it. It's like, okay, let's calm it down here with all these stupid tournament shows and everything, you know? I mean, he's probably just making a joke, I'm yeah. assuming, because here's the way I look at it and here's the way I think. Most comics look at it or probably, I mean, should look at it like, dude, look at it as just a 10 minute showcase and try to, you know, if your heart's in it, you're going to try to do your best no matter if there's money at stake or not. Mm -hmm. The fact that there's money at stake should just make it a little bit more inspiring, I would think. Right. You know, just, but what it boils down to, what all comedy boils down to at the end of the day, man, is just have fun. Uh You know what I mean? Because if you're not having fun, what... Right. It's comedy, dude. Come yeah, on. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, I, uh, I started watching, uh, Frasier, uh, the other <laughs> day. Yeah. Cause I saw that on Amazon prime, Netflix <clears throat> and Hulu all have 11, all 11 seasons. So I'm like, fuck yeah, let's start this thing. Cause oh, you just started it. I never have seen in, in my entire life up until a couple days ago, ever seen Frasier ever. Okay. So this is like fresh. I I don't know any of the characters, nothing. Is this the story now that you're going to tell me that you said you were going to start out with a story? Sure. And yeah. I don't yeah. think you ever did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I was just, I, it kind of like went to my mind of like, who is like, okay. So there was Seinfeld in the nineties. There was Frasier in the nineties. And then there was friends in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I mean, who was bigger? I mean, I would say Seinfeld was probably the biggest, but I don't know. I mean, dude, there's a lot of big. Um, you, you, now you're talking about. Um, well, you, there was Roseanne. I mean, there was. Oh, jeez, yeah. Fresh Prince. There I for, was. I forgot about the '90s and how many fucking sitcoms there were. I mean, there was a ton of great sitcoms. It was in the, the 90s, decade dude. for sitcoms. It really Boy was. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World was on <laughs> was on uh, was on TGIF. Remember TGIF? It was on Channel Seven. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, you know, it was like. 
uh, a lot of com- just com- all comedy sitcoms. It was um, Boy Meets World, Family Matters. Ah, okay. Um, I think Dinosaurs was in there for a while. And uh, step by step, step by step, uh, nice. yeah. And it was just two out. That that was it. That was the two hours from eight to ten. Wow. Uh, I remember b- being at my grandma's when I was a kid, dude, and I would always look forward to those to that lineup of shows right there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I recently listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I recently listened to. Uh, there's a, a compilation of all the Boy Meets World theme songs, and I listened to them the other day. I almost teared up, and I was like, "That was a time. That was like a great." That was a great sitcom. I mean, just just amazing. And and one of the coolest parts about it is that, in some weird way, uh, aside from Seinfeld, I mean, you would learn a little bit. Um, Frasier, you'd learn a little bit. But in Boy Meets World, the teacher um, would would actually teach you something. Like at what was the his end, name of, Finley or something. I think uh, it was Finley. Was it? What was yeah. the character's name? Yeah. Yeah. Mister Finley, the old. The gray haired yeah, man uh-huh. with yeah, the mustache. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the live next door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he would always be real extra hard on on Corey because that was his neighbor, you know. Right. And he cared about him a little more than the other than the other boys because you got to see him sun up and sun down. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But that's funny though that uh, you said you just started watching uh, Frasier because I actually just started watching Cheers. Oh wow! Okay. Like I'd seen. Unlike you and Frazier, I've seen random episodes of Cheers, but it's been many years. Right. And uh, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to give that and Taxi. I'm watching those. Those are the two shows I'm watching right now. So I'm actually into like older sitcoms, right? I think Cheers was more like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And Taxi was 70s. Um, but uh-huh. yeah. anyway, both of them, both of those are great so far. I'm in season one of both of, of both of those shows right now to tell you how my fucking, right. you know, entertainment <laughs> schedule's going. I'm not necessarily keeping up with the Kardashians. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need to anyway. Kim is, I think 30, 30. <laughs> oh, shit. He is. He's th- this he, guy is. No, not really. I was just saying that she's 36 and she's going to be a uh, thing of the past pretty soon. So. She, she, she's getting up there in age. She's going to be 40 pretty soon. We're going to be like, what are, what are we doing with our lives? Yeah, she, she was never in the present for me, you know? <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah, she never was. Um, but, um, no, it's weird how Frazier starts, and he he uh, explains that he just got divorced mm-hmm. and that he spent a lot of his free time in bars and never, he, and never really accomplished anything. So it was kind of like... He's a carryover character from, from Cheers. Kelsey you know Grammer. That, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Because he hasn't, he actually hasn't been introduced into the series yet. Where I'm at in the series. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Neither has uh, neither has uh, 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 Woody Harrelson, who I believe is called Woody, if I remember correctly. Oh, is he? I believe his name is Woody on the show. Also, yeah. Okay, got you. Um, no, <laughs> I, I mean those are all side characters, though. They're they're never really there, especially Kelsey Grammer. He's never there. Oh he, really? He, occasionally, yeah, here and there, but it's never like every episode type thing. So you know the Cheers uh, series pretty well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Don't it, don't no spoilers on Cheers. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> right, right. No, no. I've seen every episode of that. I've seen every episode of Roseanne. Um, oh right, and Boy Meets World, and yeah, and all those because um, when I was growing up, I'm, I'm slightly younger than you, I believe. I don't know. Twenty six. Oh yeah, you're quite a few years younger than me. Okay, yeah. So yeah, for, wow. for, for so, me, when I saw all those shows, it was on ABC Family, and it was at Nick at Night. 
that so they were running back to back to back mm-hmm. episodes. I was gonna yeah. say because like Beck when where when I'm where I'm from the 90s, you know, and early 2000s, we didn't have all this streaming shit where you know binge watch it that was no such thing oh you know no what I, I mean, mean I, I was probably the one of the last years or last couple of years mm-hmm. where everything where it was right before the boom because you you think the first iPhone came out in 2009 mm-hmm. I graduated high school 2010 so that means that because it just came out doesn't mean everyone has one right. it means that it takes like five years after that for everyone to have one right so I remember people being like oh my god I can go on Google right now in the classroom. Like it was a huge thing, but I, I didn't have a, I had a flip phone or I had the, I had the one that the screen flipped up and there was a keyboard. That's the one that I had. And it was like a little three inch screen. I was so excited. I had a full keyboard to type on, but no, like back in those, you know, I remember back when, like, if you followed a series, like you followed a series, mm -hmm. like you had to be home (laughs) every Tuesday. And you know, well, the cool thing about that, was that it was it was at night it was right before i went to bed and it was on for an hour block mm-hmm. so one episode would play then the next one so i'd have right. two in one night um and then i'd have to shut the tv off because my mom would yell at me right. so it was it was like the opportune time it was like i have to watch this because i don't get much tv time yeah. and it's like that perfect pocket where you're like right there um but and the first episode of fraser they talk about um it's kind of interesting about this person in London who uh, decided to kill herself because she was just done with living and just whatever reason you have to, to kill yourself. And she wanted to do it by way of pills. So she saw all these pills and she was sitting there thinking that when everyone sees me, it'll be cool because I've just have fresh linen. I have uh, a, a fresh set up pajamas on and everyone will see me kind of in a good way. Right? Well, she forgot about her, her her lunch that she had, which was an enchilada. Well, that didn't mold well with her stomach. So she goes to the bathroom to go throw up, trips on her pajamas, hits her head, and falls right in the bathroom and, and, and dies. That's her suicide. So the whole thing, the whole moral of the story is that just when you think that life won't work out, it will in some way. Weird. Life throws you curveballs, man. Definitely. That's for sure. Definitely, he's um, he's a radio. Uh, isn't he a talk radio host? Yeah. The show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. He's uh, he's a radio psychologist. So in a way, he's sort of like Doctor Drew. I was gonna say, uh, yep. Yeah, Love Line. Uh-huh. Those were yeah, those were cool back in the day. I, I'm a cool. truck driver, so I have endless time to listen to just anything I want. So that's <laughs> that's one of them that I stumbled on. And yeah, it was weird to hear that because I think when he ended up retiring, he had done. Love line for 30 years. Like oh. he started in 84. Really? And he ended in 2014. Maybe that's 40 years. I don't even know. No, that's 30. Is that 30? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. So he, he had done it forever. Man, that's crazy. That. Yeah. yeah. That was a good show though. Um, um, another good one was Tom Likas. I don't know if you ever remember him. Tom Likas. No. Yeah, no. he literally, you know, it was I I I think about that when you mentioned Loveline cuz he that's all he talked about was relationships and women. Okay, and, got you. You know. Nice. <laughs> it would be a weird job, but at the same time, back in the day, they paid a lot of money. To be a to be a good radio host, you got paid a lot of money cuz um um I don't know if you knew this, but Greg Fitzsimmons' dad 
was big into the into radio at one point, and he did he did news radio from two to six, or no, maybe maybe two maybe two to five, yeah, two to five. Okay, he did he did news radio from two to five, and that's mm-hmm. back when you could do Republican talk, you could do Democratic talk, and you would get a lot of people listening to your radio show. Um, he ended up making millions of dollars. Um, he got, he was back when the radio could get those big, huge contracts. Um, he ended up passing away because he was, he was an alcoholic. He was an old Irishman and, um, uh, his, his mom didn't ever have to work because of how crazy he got set up. I mean, think, think about radio back then and how crazy it was. You know, you could just be set up for life you're, for a couple of years. You're talking uh, what decade? 50s, 60s? Uh, no, 60s, uh, 70s. It was probably when Greg Fitz, Greg was growing up. So yeah, 70s, 80s. Hmm. Yeah. What was his dad? Something Fitzsimmons? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I forget hmm. his first name, but um, yeah. It, it, it's just weird how how the the, the gift of gab sort of uh, passed on to him. Well, it's just. Things are so much harder now, dude, for for everything. You know, you got podcasts as opposed to radio. You know, you got hundreds, if not thousands, of stand-up comics per state. Mm-hmm. When back in the 70s and 80s, you had maybe a 1,000 in the country. Right. You know, I don't know the exact numbers, obviously, but way less. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> way less. It, it, but it, but that's, a, that's the weird part is that it's easy, but it's, but it's hard at the same time. Well, it, it makes it better that way. I think the more, you know, outlets you have for media, you know, the better off, you know, if you ask me. Right. No, definitely. Except when, and I know everyone that's listening to this has run into this, is that you go into Netflix and you're looking on the homepage and you're like, fuck, what do I, what do I watch? Because there's a million different things there. You have so many choices nowadays. It's insane. You just sit there scrolling, and then two hours goes by. You haven't picked one fucking thing, and you're like, "God damn it! I missed. I I, I screwed up two hours of my fucking life doing nothing." I've been in those predicaments. Um, you know, and the other thing, uh, uh, also that concurs to that is um, the fact that it makes it that makes it that much harder to make a reference mm-hmm. anymore. Like. Yeah. Remember making references back in the day that just like everybody got them. Right, right. Like uh-huh. now, like you make a route, you have to be in in like company. You know what I mean? It's very similar company to sort of, sort of. But I mean, in, in a in a weird way, yes, and in a weird way, no. Because um, I mean, what what explodes for like three days, you could definitely make a comment. And like when Trump did the whole. Uh, um, Stormy Daniels thing. Everybody knew about that. Everyone knew about it. Right. It seems seems like Game of Thrones is pretty popular. Yeah. I, Have I, you seen one? No. Nope. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> it's a non Game of Thrones. So if you guys are thinking that you're going to get Game of Thrones with this podcast, nope, ain't going to get it. Now, I, Better I just, Call Saul. There's a good one. Yep. Yeah. See now another that, another spinoff show. Yeah. Now that's one that I never really could get into. No, I, it, for some reason, the thought in my head was always, and I know this is dumb, um, but the thought in my head was always, I know how it ends. Cause mm. I saw breaking bad. It's like, I know how it ends. Yeah. Why, why, why am I watching? Why do I care about you, what happened before? I'm like, well, I already know. I don't know. I think <laughs> in it's a, a way, cool in a way. way to introduce a character and 
and you do know how it ends, but you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. I guess the better question is, how does it start? Right. You don't know that. It's yeah. it's it's been interesting so far, and season one now they're not even going to start filming it till next year. I heard, I read somewhere. Oh um, wow, okay. So probably won't come out till twenty twenty one sometime. Wait, so so they have what four seasons? Or s- now? Season five, yeah. Season okay, season five got you, and all of them are on Netflix, I believe, right? Yeah, they have four seasons now. Uh three actually, I had to buy one. The last one I had to buy, I had to pay like 20 bucks or something for it off oh, wow. Amazon. Okay. Yeah, the first three are on Netflix. That might be different now, you know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But it's a good, it's just really good. It's a lot of really great. That That's the other thing with all this streaming and cable and just all the different things we have now. It's putting a lot of great actors to work that we might have never known about before because there was only so many outlets right. before. You know, that's why, you know. It's the internet, man. It's like such a double-edged sword. Yeah. Well, that that's my argument with music. You know, older older guys and... and it makes so many things better, but it makes so many things worse. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. There's so, there's so much... Uh, um, yeah. There's so much available to you. Yeah. One click and you're already there. Yeah. You know, one click and I can, and I can feasibly watch every Joe Rogan podcast ever created. Holy you know? shit. You spend the rest of your life on those. You would, dude. yeah. Yeah, they're three hours... <laughs> They're two or three hours a piece, and it's like, yeah, this is, I, 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 yeah, that's probably why I'll never meet him because it's it's a really awkward thing. I probably has have heard Rogan's voice more than I have heard my mother's. <laughs> not even I'm not even lying about that because you think how many hours that I've listened to him I've and how many hours that I've heard my mom. It's probably way over. Man, I'm I don't thinking. know about that. I heard my mom a lot when I was growing up for you know tw- 23 years until i moved out um, might be equal i don't know i hear you no rogan yeah, rogan's yeah. great though uh, what he's know. done for comedy is just it's insane you know he he gets shit for having a a, a thumb head or whatever <laughs> and it's like <laughs> um i think everyone's just giving him too much shit for for the stuff that he I mean, he just shows and he puts his whole personality on his sleeve you know what i mean well, he just he 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 cries on his on his on, on certain episodes. You know, it's like he does he doesn't cover up anything. It's like whatever he wants to show, he will. That's that's most you know great comedians. You know, and I'm not saying there's not other great styles of comedy that don't necessarily bear one's soul. You know what I mean? Or but po- but I mean podcasting. That's you know what is it? It is what it is. You're talking. You know what I mean? Right? Mm-hmm. We're talking. We're just having free-flowing conversation so yeah it's uh that can happen in free-flowing conversation right right Get, getting back to uh the um availability and and how much is is around us is uh um the old man thing to do is to, is to say oh you know rock's dead like what happened to the 80s and van halen and yeah, all those guys i know i what hate happened to that like okay guess what they're out there you just gotta find them yeah dude. they're out there totally. for sure no. you know it's just you have to look for them. You know, there's a band named the Mars Volta. That's insane. Their their musicians are just just so in, incredible. You just think, how do they ever make any of these any of these songs? Um, and they're kind of going off of that '70s '80s type thing. Um, a, a few of their their creative um, avenues, if you will, it was to take mushrooms and then write. 
or to take acid and then write or get really drunk and then write or smoke weed and then write. You know, it's so, sort of that similar psychedelic style of the six, of the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. when, you know, it was crazy taboo to do any of those drugs. Mm-hmm. Now, if you now if you hear of a pothead, I don't even refer to them as a pothead anymore. They're just a normal person. It's just, oh, you're a normal person that decides to smoke weed. That's that's cool. Like it literally doesn't even say one thing about them. Before, when I was 17, some people still think so. Unfortunately. If you were, yeah, right. Because it's it's what my dad thinks. You know, he got scared shitless from his mom. My grandma told him, "If you smoke weed, you will die." That's what he. That was he, what he was told, and he still believes it. No, no, no. Obviously not. But he. It's still that that thing in the back of his head. Every time he hears about a pothead, he's like, "Oh, it was, it was the drugs that did it." Or he always blames it on on that. And it's like, Dad, no. It just made a bad decision or whatever it is. Well, you know, like I said, it's uh, it, it's it's one of those things, man. It's um, it's becoming more and more accepted, and I'm happy about that. Definitely, you know? and and, and uh, Michigan has legalized it. Well, I forgot so, what we were talking about just before that. Uh, what were we talking about? Music and and availability. And oh yeah, yeah. Mars dude, Volta. There's a lot of great music out there. Um, that's that's right. Yeah. Got any, got any good suggestions? Oh, dude. Yeah, too many. <laughs> How much time do you have yeah. here? Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because well, you do have the the Dean Del Rey shirt on. Just so, to sure. throw out a, a a few, you know, let's take uh, concerts. I'm going. I'm going to that. I have already purchased tickets for the Rack and Tours coming up. Anything. Anything Jack White touches, obviously, is fucking killer. That guy's, um, him, him and, he's one of those guys like Les Claypool to me. Mm-hmm. Like, anything Les Claypool gets his fingers into. I like is, um, the White Stripes. I like Jack White. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a huge raconteurs. There was another band, I remember. It was like, uh, there was like three. The Dead Weather is his other yeah. one. Yeah, they're. they're... I, could, I couldn't get into them. No? Every time, yeah. I, I would turn them on. And be like, I don't know. I just, I dig him, dude. I dig the girl. Uh, You know, I'm not super like familiar. I'm more familiar with the White Stripes than any of his bands. But, um, but just when I when I seen him live, he did songs with his backing band. When I seen him uh, at Little Caesars, he just came as Jack White, Mm -hmm. and he had his you know has his band obviously, and he just did songs from every band that he's in. So yeah, well, apparently that was a big gripe with. Meg, uh, oh, was it? Was yeah, it w- was that. Uh, well, I know they've been divorced quite a long time, right? Yeah, w- well, with with pretty much any of his past band, band members, they're mm-hmm. sick of his shit because what he does is he doesn't do a playlist. He doesn't give out a sheet that says, "Hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna play only these songs one after the other." No, you have to know every song that he's ever wrote in the history of of, of his his uh, writing career and whatever he says, and and you have to spontaneously do that song uh, in front of the whole crowd. I wouldn't doubt if he's got a. That's what that's what he does, and and a lot of his bandmates are like, "Fuck you, man!" After the last time, like hmm. y- you would you would see how you could get kind of get sick of it. Hmm. I don't know how. Yeah, he's a he's sort of a prick. Yeah. Well, like I said. uh, I don't, you know, I don't know how fucking true that necessarily is. I don't though, know. That's like, that's the rumor that I heard. Like I could see because okay, like one of my favorite bands, Ween, probably my favorite band. Um, they they, they, they have a set list, okay, like because because they'll give it, they'll hand it to the people in the front row at the end of every show, and there's a you know big Facebook groups and shit where they post the picture of the set list, and 
they'll do a lot of random songs in the, you know, they'll throw some, you'll see, you look at their set list and then you look at the actual set lists, which are also posted online for most bands nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see that they'll throw in songs, but like, usually I would think he's got to have some kind of structure. I don't know. know. It's just what I heard. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause that's crazy. Like, pressure that is probably gonna fuck people like anybody exactly, any yeah. human like yeah, yeah. I, I find that hard to believe but anyway like like i said he he's great he's just one of a lot of great yeah there's definitely a, a lot of great lives music. in michigan right um i don't know if he lives in michigan or nashville now probably both he's okay. got enough money <laughs> yeah, yeah you know because I, I just remember the last time he was on american pickers and he was uh he was selling his it was either an entire body or just the head of, of an elephant yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. I think he, or maybe he was purchasing it because he wanted yeah, it for... Yeah, he was purchasing it from yeah. those guys. Yeah, Because yeah, he, uh, I saw he that. collects weird things, which mm-hmm. doesn't... Tag, well, he collects yeah. taxidermy. Oh, okay. Got yeah. Me. That makes sense. He's an interesting dude, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm excited for that. I bought tickets to that, and then I found out that uh, Ween and the Flaming Lips are going to be at Riot Fest among oh, wow. a bunch Flaming of other Lips. bands, including the Raconteurs. So I'm going to see him twice in like two months i've never seen him before so oh, that no should shit. be cool yeah dude i go to a lot of show like that's my thing dude i love music that's why i like dean so much because dean's really into you know not to mention his his stand-up's great i seen him i don't know if you were at the show a couple of years ago at uh at smalls but uh, uh no i wasn't i i actually uh kind of mad at smalls right now because they won't answer their fucking phones um i tried to call yesterday about joe de rosa um because happened already i think no, it's Friday. Oh, it is. It's this coming Friday. Yeah, and 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 I went on Eventbrite, I know, and I was trying to buy tickets, and and they're sold out. But I'm sure that Pretty there's sure that happened last Friday. Sure. Yeah, because Ray Holy, I'm pretty sure I could show you the post. Maybe it was. Yeah. Unless I dreamed that shit, I might have dreamed it. I have lucid dreams. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> no, not really. Um. No. <laughs> I smoke too much weed. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, I, w- I thought that maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, what was the, yeah, the band that he was backstage with was um, Rival Sons. That's another great band. Um, Yeah, aren't they the, uh, they're very Zeppelin-y, right? Sort of, yeah. 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 They have a few. Yeah. yeah. There's one song That's where. That's cool. Yeah. No, I think I, I, I think I've heard. Uh, uh, it's I, in the, it, for, for them, it's in, it's in the drums. I'm pretty sure I've heard it. who you're talking about. It's, Rival Sons. And there's another one. Um, that's a lot like. Greta Von Fleet. Greta Von Fleet. They're, they're the ones that get the brunt of it. And uh, for, I mean, obviously, since uh, I have two listeners and both of them have heard this already, but I'm going to say it again. Um, <laughs> that uh, Who are your two listeners? <laughs> uh, my cousins. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ethan and Nick, um, both still in high school. <laughs> hi, Joe's cousins. Yes. <laughs> Kurt says hi. Um, don't take any of his advice. They can hear me. <laughs> I think, right? The mic's turned on, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be. Dude, we um, did that once. I... Uh, so my buddy Kevin Smith, who I was telling you about, who also does a podcast. Not the Kevin Smith, guys. Not the Kevin yeah. Smith, but my friend Kevin Smith from Detroit, who hosts a podcast, Crass and Heartless. Um, he, him and I were actually going to start a podcast together. Okay. Um, 
and it just did. I, I kind of backed out of it because I really I want to know how many. T- sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I wonder how many times that that sentence has been said. You know, me and him were going to start this, but then. Well, I, we I, actually I, did sort of start it. We actually yeah. did sort of start it. We recorded one episode, and I was like, I, it was when I was still drinking, and it was, I had just kind of gotten upset about a couple of things. Like, I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have said, don't, don't, or, you know, I told him, to, I asked him to edit it, actually. And uh, he's like, no, fuck that. We're not editing, which I don't blame him because you shouldn't edit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that was one botch. And then the other botch was we had a guest and we didn't turn his fucking mic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we sat there and talked for a fucking hour and a half or whatever it was, dude. Yeah. So. That's the salad days, as Bert Kreischer would say. The, but, the salad days. But, um, but, but he's came a long way since then. That's a good. That's another good one to check out local oh yeah 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 definitely um no i okay so i was gonna say about greta von fleet they always mm-hmm. get the brunt of uh of oh you guys sound like zeppelin like what the fuck like can't you think of your own style okay how there's about this n- nothing wrong with i'm sorry to cut you off no, now, no no yeah go ahead but there's nothing wrong with having an influence that you may sound similar to i don't think mm-hmm. but go ahead with what yeah no I, that's what i was gonna say if 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 the if the music gives you a feeling yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, then it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what race you are, what gender, anything. It should just matter what you get out of the music. You know, right now I love Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I. I've never honestly. I probably. She's probably one of those ones where like, you know, I've heard her because yeah. it's pop music. But she's one of the I first don't. American Idol winners. So you oh, think that's about right. You think about talent, or she might be the first. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. Or maybe it was the black guy. Uh, um, I'm not sure. He either. Him, but she's she's no she's, she's one of the, she's been around a while. Yeah. But but she she has um she had a drummer that was in a lot of different bands. He was a session musician. Uh huh. Um and that and that Netflix hired gun. He was in that and he's actually a really good drummer. So if you listen to that that second album of of hers. And you listen to the drums, it's spot on. I mean, it sounds like it's coming at you. And it's like, right because they hired one of the best drummers in the United States. Yeah. And that's why it sounds that good. And yeah. her voice just fucking killer. You know, now that I'm almost 10 years removed from high school, I'm taking a lot of the emotion and a lot of the drama from high school and just, and just subtracting all that and just thinking about what does the music, what does it give me? Oh you know? yeah! If it, if it gives me a feeling and 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 I feel good about myself when I listen to it, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, when I was in high school, the biggest thing was, oh, what are the popular kids listening to? You know, you always had that in the back of your head. I, fuck I, with me. I don't know. I threw that shit away early on. Like I was <laughs> talking going way back. I you know I was the guy. I was the first kid in the class to to smoke weed and shit. You know, <laughs> nice. and a lot of this is you know. Boils down to, you know, how you were raised, right? My dad, you know, it wasn't my mom's fault. It was definitely my dad's, but, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I was that kid, you know. And so I just threw away a lot of fucking shit about popularity. Like, I I just didn't care. I was that kid, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And, and, Did not and, and, give a fuck. Was skipping class as much as possible by 13, 14 years old and uh-huh. dropping in and out of school from 16 to... You know, I think I was 19 the last time I finally dropped out, you know, I'm which is uncommon amongst a lot of 
uh, comedians I've noticed. There's a lot of very well-educated and successful comics out there. Like I didn't really realize that going into comedy, but it makes sense Mm because, you know, you're a wordsmith. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is, if I did excel at one thing in school, it was definitely English. Okay. And and writing. Yeah. I mean, that poster you see right there at Jim Morrison, you know, they, they always give him shit for, for doing as many drugs as he did and, and, and going crazy on stage and getting kicked out of venues and all that stuff. But some good taste. It looks like, man. And, and, and thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, 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 uh, I think he went to UCLA or USC. I can't remember, but one of the California schools and he actually got a degree in English. Morrison did. Yeah. yeah. So he's actually a, he, he wasn't actually a really educated guy. He was, he, wasn't he like, wasn't poetry his big thing, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. before mm-hmm. singing? Yeah. I forget, I forget. Uh, it was the keyboard player that wanted to start the band. And and was looking for a vocalist and Jim died up, so young, man. Oh yeah, twenty seven. Like I'm at that age right now. I'm twenty seven. It's weird. Like I'm thirty three, and and um, like looking back at just all these people. Every shit seems like every year. Like last year, like what two or I think three, three people that I went to high school with. One of them was in my grade, and two of them were the grade below me. Fucking died. Yeah. Like holy mm-hmm. shit, dude. Like yeah. it just goes by so fast, you know. And, you know, that goes back to that whole, uh, you know, thing we, we started this out talking about was, is, you know, doing ca- like, what do you want out of comedy? You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, like I said, I, I want it to be fun first and foremost, you know, that's number one. Right. And, you know, do I have a job with insurance and shit like that? Yeah. So it's tough, you know. You, you kind of do need the day, the day job, though. I mean, if you uh, – um, Joe List was just on Rogan, and he was talking about his first job. Uh-huh. And he was um, – forget what they call him now. Um, but uh, but he, he would go around uh, – I think it was Sears department store, and he would look for people that were stealing or um, – Oh, loss prevention? Yeah, loss prevention. Yeah, yeah. He would go in at 10 o'clock, and he would leave – at six, and he's like, for a comic, that was great hours. Yeah, that, that, well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, ten, nine to five, ten to six. Yeah, you know, hell yeah, dude, because you can still get out every fucking night, like me, and you can, uh, and you can uh, still get a good night's sleep at, at you know, right, you don't have right. to wake up like right. at five for right, a construction right. site or something. Yep. <laughs> One of the things that in uh, a, pod, a previous podcast, Dean was talking about how he used to lit, he used to live in a warehouse. And oh really? Somehow, yeah, he got the keys to this warehouse and this band practiced there and they paid the rent and he could have the side room or whatever. Yeah. And he was talking about how he would at one point have to wake up crazy early for construction sites and how one of his roommates um would never turn the amp on, but he would play guitar just dry, just dry electric guitar and he said he would hear that you know that little clicking noise when you uh, uh, play the pick with the guitar mm-hmm. and uh, when you mute it with your palm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> Dean flipped out one day. He's like, God damn it. Stop fucking playing that goddamn guitar. Right? I can hear it. <laughs> but, um, no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Just stick to that stuff. Um, I do have a couple announcements. Um, I guess last, last month because, uh, Paul Allen went a little crazy on me. Um, I love you, Paul. But uh, certain certain times you, you you go a little crazy. So he, uh, I came down to me being the comedy cuck right now because usually at the end of each <laughs> show I try to give you guys the latest and greatest with comedy. Um, so I promote stuff that's not actually me. 
Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Dude, um, you're actually, I was going to give you a compliment before. Um, by going to Mike's and just kind of starting out slow, I think that's very smart. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I wasn't even I wasn't even going there to do comedy. I was just there to observe. No, that's what yeah. I said, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. Like, I don't necessarily recommend diving right into anyone really because you you don't. I don't think people really know. I definitely didn't. I mm-hmm. didn't know. You know, like it, it's weird. It's like one of those things. It's like you watch it on TV or like when you're. Here's a good example. Like you're in high school. You go on a field trip, you go to the play, mm-hmm. you, th- you think of that as like, okay, that's something I did like in high school. But like, no, mm-hmm. people fucking go to plays. Like right. there's a whole Broadway, you go to New York, there's, you know, a ton of theaters and mm-hmm. plays are a big thing. People love plays. Off Broadway is a whole scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? So comedy was kind of like that for me. Like I always loved comedy, I'd, but I watch it on YouTube mm-hmm. or HBO was the thing back in the day. Right. You know, and, and. I didn't realize all the people that were doing it and just how developed of a, of a scene it was, you know, passionate, a lot of passionate people into it, man. And oh yeah, it's, definitely. It's, definitely. It's, um, now more than ever because there's so much exposure. There's so you can just watch a lot of non-passionate people too. You, you can watch, uh, with that being said, Nanette, Nanette mainly who Nanette, she I had the, not, she had the non-funny comedy. Um, she was, uh, she did like non-comedy. It was like a TED talk in a way, and then she was she at the end saying that it was the end of her comedy career, even though it just started. She did one special. <laughs> Interesting. I forget what it was called right now, but um, yeah, it was supposed to be like the alt, the alternative scene that th- her answer to that and the non-comedy. It's like what's non-comedy? It doesn't even make sense. You're doing a special and it's non-comedy. Well, but. there's. I mean. There's talking shows. There's definitely Henry Rollins. I was just going to bring him up. Yeah, yeah. His his spoken word. You know, that's but, that's non-comedy, but she still does jokes. Well, it's like he said on Rogan. If you watch the Rogan interview, if I like, I'll talk for up to three hours. Sometimes he says, mm-hmm. "I'll talk for up to three hours." Sometimes, yeah. This is my Rollins impression. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, but he'll be like, yeah, I'll talk for up to three hours sometimes. And if you don't throw some humor in there, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, what do they say in comedy clubs every 18 seconds or something right, like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, mm-hmm. but how boring would it be to listen to someone talk about shit for three hours and not have some humor in there? Right. So exactly. You got to break it up. Definitely. You know, but there's. I don't know if there's like a scene for that though. Like there is comedy, you know what I mean? Maybe poetry, but poetry's well, all, well, it all, all depends on kind of your story, you know. Like if you if you started out a Fortune 500 company with nothing and now it's worth over 10 million, then yeah, you have a story there. You you have something to go on, mm-hmm. and people will pay a lot of money to hear you speak about your company right. and how you got there. Um, you know, if you lost a ton of weight, if you were one of those uh, 600 pound people and you lost and went down to 150 pounds. People are going to want to hear your story. So there's certain places where, yeah, they're your motivational speakers, like your Anthony Robbins, um, those guys. There's a, there's a place. <laughs> Joey Diaz is a good yeah. motivational uh, speaker. Yeah, you should do cameo. <laughs> Joey Diaz should do cameo. 
Happy birthday, cocksucker. Get back to fucking work. I, I, lo- I don't know if he still does the uh, yeah. periscopes, man. I used to love watching Oh, yeah. Those. yeah the, the morning, morning joint. joint. Yeah. Does yeah. he still do those? No, he doesn't. He, uh, he I said, didn't think so. Yeah. He, he said he had to stop after his, uh, his daughter. He went in for like a meeting or something with his, with her school, and he was said that he smelled like uh, weed. I and heard that story. He's I, like, as soon as my daughter found out that I smelled, like I couldn't. He's like, I, I'm done. I can't do that anymore. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm sure he does it before the podcast. Oh, and, definitely. You know, you know. That motherfucker. Them, him and fucking Lee. Lee Syed. Watch watching that Lee dude, like, get, like, you can see in his eyes, like, whoa, dude, he's fucking high. Yeah. Which I don't blame. Like, they fucking eat hundreds of fucking milligrams. The stars. Dude. The stars of death. Dude, yeah, the yeah. stars are dead. <laughs> yeah. The light ones are 150 milligrams. That's the, nuts. The heavy dude. ones are 300. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I can take like two, if I take two or three 10 milligram edibles, uh-huh. like gummies, like I'm high as fuck. Oh, yeah. You know, one time it was like the peak of the whole thing, and then they, had, and then they stopped because Joey was like, you know, people have to evolve. We have to do other things. Like we can't just get stoned, and it doesn't make for good talk. Like, if you're on 3,000 milligrams, you can't really talk about much. I forgot who the girl was. He had a girl comic on there. Sarah Tiana. That she's like, I got to I gotta go lay down. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, she literally just had to go lay down on his fucking If you ever see her, couch. she's literally 105 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And Joey probably gave her a star and then gave her a bong and head. And smoking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. He does and them so. huge bong rips that I used to do when I was like... 18 and yeah. like they still made like uh, i couldn't like talk the yellow for smoke at the end hour and a half oh yeah man yeah um, that fucker goes deep yeah for sure no the uh the yeah yeah one one of the episodes though lee did three thousand that's three thousand i would be yeah. i would be i did that i don't know how many milligrams one time before i knew <laughs> before i knew the strength of edibles uh-huh me and a buddy of mine um, made some butter, you know, the weed butter, uh-huh. and made cookies with it. And, dude, I ate, like, half a dozen cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, God. And this shit was, po- like, oh. dude, I oh, God. I actually, Kurt Brown Acid, the, uh, so, uh, 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 to tell this story real quick, just as a side note, the, the page you followed that you messaged me through, Kurt Brown Acid, that's mm-hmm. a uh, character that I started doing in my stand-up from time to time. I'll do a set as Kurt Brown Acid, and what it is is uh, it, he's my brother from another, um, from another planet, <laughs> from another dimension, and uh, I just tell drug stories. Oh, wow. Okay. Basically, basically is the gist of it. And uh, so anyway, one of the stories... Um, I, I don't get into it word for word like I am about to now, but the gist of it is we made these edibles and I ate a half a dozen cookies and dude, I slept. I, I went over to my girlfriend at the time's house, laid down in her bed and slept for like 17 hours Whoa, or something Jesus. crazy like wow. that. Yeah. I think I got up to pee one time maybe. <laughs> and she told me when I had finally like got up and was chilling on the couch, She's like, dude, like you were turning yellow. Like Whoa. she's like, I was scared. So yeah, you know, they can be pretty pretty intense. They say you can't overdose on weed though, and I don't think there's ever been. Actually, I, I saw one thing on the internet recently, but it was probably just clickbait. 
Was it a dab? No, there was some guy in some other country, some uh, 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 forensic uh, guy that officially, a uh, coroner, that yeah. said the official cause of death of this person was... It's bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I be. thought. That's why yeah. I didn't even click on the article, but... Um, unless unless it was laced with something, and then in, in that case, it, it's not weed anymore. It's something else. Absolutely. Yeah. No, weed... Weed and mushrooms, man. Yeah. Weed and mushrooms. I will never, I don't think I will ever like have a really bad thing to say about either of those things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> alcohol for sure. Acid probably can be dangerous in certain scenarios. I've proven that. <laughs> um, but taken, taken properly, you know. I, I I can't can't say can't say a bad thing really. There you go. Taken properly, go. made made properly. Acid's one of those things where it's like, uh, where it's like uh, you know it's man made still. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna go with with Rogan on this one, and he was talking about Terrence McKenna and how he he had sort of a theory that if if you do mushrooms, it's not you doing mushrooms; it's everyone before you that did it, and that's what you're doing. You're, hmm. you're doing the trip that everyone else did mounted on. So it's kind of like a pyramid where the people that first did it set the foundation and then it built up from there. And that's what you're getting to now. That's the connection between the plant and the human and going and colliding. Hmm. I don't know. It could be true. could not be true. could all be bullshit. Um, but here we go with, uh, with the news for the week. Um, Uninformed with uh, Joe DeRosa and Bill Burr is on iTunes and every month they will be uploading four new episodes um, because, oddly enough, um, Bill Burr is pretty busy right now, so he couldn't uh, keep up with the Patreon. Um, uh, people ended up giving him money for the Patreon, and then the episodes would never come up. And so he's like, all right, I'm just going to do this for free, throw it up on iTunes. If it doesn't show every month, it doesn't show. So there's no real pressure there. Um, uh, what else we have? Uh Big Time Garbage, one of my favorite podcasts, Brett Mercer, uh, Bart Dangus, and uh, who else? It's uh, uh, Blaine Hill. Um, it, they have a Patreon page, and if you uh, get donate to them, you get um, exclusive episodes. So everyone go ahead and do that. Um, uh, Steve Byrne just came out with a new um, documentary. It's about the amazing Jonathan. It's a magician slash comedian and his life and, and what it is now. And it's on the All Things Comedy Network. So um, check that out. I watched it yesterday and fantastic. And it won't take you all afternoon. It's an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 13 minutes. So I got to check that guy check. out one day. Steve Byrne? No, 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 no. Um, the guy you said before, the Amazing Jonathan. Oh, Mar- Amazing Jonathan, yeah. That's a yeah. name I uh-huh. never really heard till I started doing comedy. And I've heard it white a lot in the last few years okay yeah and you know i have nothing against other forms of uh you know com not that mat but magic any 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 kind of stage performance like entertainment I'm, yeah dude. yeah like why i don't understand there like there's some comics that hate prop comics or they hate you know musical comedy and i just don't get it man like art is art the only thing that I do say, though, if you're a comic, stay a comic. Um, 
there's certain comics that will bring a guitar on stage. And Joey Diaz was great in what he said. He's like, as soon as a, a comic brings a guitar on stage, I want to take that guitar and break over his fucking neck. And I'm like, I can't really argue with that. If you're a comic, stay a comic. If you're a guitar act, be a guitar act. Don't be a comic and get your guitar. I don't like this hybrid stuff. I don't know, man. But, I mean, look at Jack Black, though, you know? That's true. Like, yeah. guys like that are like, there's... Tenacious D. You know, right, Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Did I say his name right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, Jack Black. Jack, yeah. Black, yeah. Jack Black and Jack White met last <laughs> week. It was a big, huge thing. I saw that. It blew I up saw on Twitter. something yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but, but no, look at, you know, and there's just like, like there's band, a lot of bands, you know, Ween, my favorite band, mm-hmm. has a lot of comedic themes to a lot of their songs, mm-hmm. you know. They have a lot of serious songs, too, like, I don't know. I hate labeling and and stuff like that, man. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think uh, I think we pretty much covered it. I think we're good. Okay, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's and I want to kick you out. You can, you can go ahead and finish. Um, I'm just oh. going to just going to pause it then. So, uh, Kurt Brown, it's been good. Okay. Thanks man. for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good thing. The weather, it was raining, so you couldn't, couldn't do your job, but at the same time, know, you could, cold, you couldn't dude. make money. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad you came on and, uh, come out to winners, uh, next week, a week from tonight, winners bar in Clinton township. Uh, no cover, $2 drinks and. 50 cent wings and free comedy. Look at that. From some great local comics. That's that's right. Yeah. And if you're in the Metro Detroit area, go to all your um, local com- uh, support local comedy. And if you're not in the Metro Detroit scene, support your local comedy and oh, yeah. get out there. And art and music and all, all that other shit. All the other crafts, all the other arts, all that other good stuff. Get out there and do something. Thank you and have a good day.
It's weird again.